When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. And I'm Mike Templeton. And this week, we're getting into episodes one, two, and three of season four. Ah, uh, we did it, guys. We are in hell. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Plan 6 from Outer Space, Turtles of the Jungle, and Michelangelo Toys Around. So season four of Ninja Turtles is is wild because a lot of it is produced kind of at the same time as season three so it kind of just rolls right into the next season um and i doing some research this season is a lot of um it's it's what's referred to as the dublin episodes because these are animated by a uh company an animation company in dublin who i think came up as uh, I think Murakami Wolf Dublin. If you look at the credits, it's like MW Dublin. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and I think I can't remember if it was season two or uh, early season three where I had mentioned there was some episodes that were animated by the studio. So yeah. these ones are infamously the Dublin episodes. Okay. That's pretty neat. Which, which is why they look like they do because who boy <laughs> oh, they're, not these the, are... they're not the prettiest episodes though. they are not the prettiest episodes they are really rough and they also like we were talking about how long season three is but season four is also like 39 episodes so it's season huge. four is actually only it, season four is really weird because there are it, it's long in the sense that there are a lot of episodes in it but the official like season listing is is very weird because it kind of goes you're either going by the broadcast season or like the dvds like season it's really really weird yeah so there's like those syndicated like 14 episodes exactly and it puts those first on the dvds which is the way i think i wanted to watch this anyway i don't know if it really make that big of a difference but <laughs> we're watching them first because that's the order they're in on the dvd and i'm like mm-hmm. <laughs> So uh, I, I don't want to have to, you know, get up and change out a DVD for every single time we watch an episode. So which is why I bought I just bought them. <laughs> well, we're That's just going to watch them in order. But uh, yeah, they, they aired like these 14 episodes of some sort of syndication. And then I even looked up the word syndication on the Internet, like tried to research it because I didn't I don't even know what it is. And I still kind of was left confused. I still can't explain it. So here's how I understand it is anyone could, any network could just buy those episodes to air. 
Okay. And the other 26 are the Saturday morning episodes, which were produced for CBS. Uh, and only CBS had those episodes. So, okay. yeah. So, so syndication is when, you know, you would wake up in the morning on like a Tuesday before school and, you know, a cartoon would be on. Or like you come home from school and a, you know a cartoon would be on like Fox in the afternoon or whatever. Those are typically syndicated uh, episodes. And syndication, the more you boil it down, syndication is by like network in like a local area. So like my you know uh, out here in California, in Southern California, uh, Fox you know is Channel Eleven. But for you, Spencer and you, Keith, like I'm sure those are different channels. Yeah, for me, it's 13. Same. Yeah. CBS, where these episodes would have aired, is channel two for me. Oh, it's the same for me, I think, too. Okay. CBS is two, ABC is four. See, ABC is seven, NBC is four. Ah, NBC is five. I think our NBC is both 10 and 11. So we have the 10 11 news at six. <laughs> I like that. That's yeah. tough. Um, so the uh, yeah, the Fox Fox Eleven had news at ten. It was really weird. Um, but so you, so you have your local networks. So they're network affiliates. So like my Fox is KTTV, which is specifically Southern California um, broadcast channel. Yeah, and so that that Fox could buy the syndicated episodes. But the Saturday morning episodes were only for CBS. Exactly. So CBS, so CBS as a programming block and Fox Box too, like those were programming blocks that like any net local network can buy into. And because those ones were so big, that's kind of how that was run. So not every, um, not every CBS got the turtles or like not every CBS had to buy the turtles, but it's like, these episodes were produced for CBS for their block specifically. So like a Fox, you know, channel in Minnesota couldn't buy syndication rights for turtles. Lots of complicated backdoor stuff. It is (laughs) very complicated, the world of how it works. And then a lot of shows won't even go into the syndication unless there's 65 episodes, which is, you know, enough episodes that you can run in a year before you have to start doing reruns again Mm -hmm. so that's why like a lot of a lot of times you'll hear cartoons were produced for 65 episodes and then that's usually when they get canceled unless they're insanely popular in fact the first cartoon to break that mold was ducktales which like wound up getting like a hundred something episodes because it was so insanely popular that they just they were originally making it for syndication and then it blew past that and then you know turtles comes along same thing you know, we're 139 episodes for Turtles. Yeah, that's actually or why season three was so long was it got them up to that 65 episode threshold to be syndicated. Exactly. Huh. All right, then. Now I understand. Super interesting stuff when you, like, you know, if, if you really care about that kind of stuff, like TV network, like, programming, I, I sound really nerdy when I, talk, when I talk about this on a Ninja Turtles podcast, but TV programming, it's pretty, pretty interesting stuff. I mean, now this all makes a little bit more sense. I get what was going on. Oh, it's getting more complicated. Don't you worry. But let's maybe let's just dive into it first and we'll suss it out afterwards. All right. Oh, boy. Which means I'm the first one to tell a story tonight. Perhaps I can best explain the story of my young friends and I. 
is really the story of a man named Hamato Yoshi. So the turtles celebrating their victory from what seems like not too long ago uh, are planning on a vacation. So meanwhile, Bebop and Rock City get hired at Ch as Channel 6 as janitors in their plan to get down to the basement to plant the dimensional thrusters. Shredder calls them to remind them that they're, that why they're there. Bebop and Rock City resume their search uh, for the basement, but instead of finding where they're taping an episode of the Idaho Potatoes and decide that they could do a better job. So Bebop and Rock City then fire the actors playing the potatoes thinking that they can do a better job. April stumbles into the studio and wonders why the two executives, because Bebop and Rocksteady had been messing with the program sheet and became programming executives at this, uh, at Channel 6. She wonders why the programming executives have decided they're going to be the Idaho Potatoes. Uh, she then looks into the camera and sees the uh, holographic projection that is covering Bebop and Rocksteady doesn't work in the camera lens. So she figures out that it's Bebop and Rocksteady before she can escape the two mutants capture her. The turtles encounter the Pretendicon Splinter and think that the real Splinter has lost his mind after being knocked in the head uh, by a sign. They discover that he's not Splinter when the real Splinter calls them to tell them that April's in trouble and been captured by Bebop and Rocksteady. They all head to the Channel 6 building and discover Bebop and Rocksteady have bound and gagged April, locked her in the locker in the basement and started setting up the thrusters. When Channel 6's building is being launched, the turtles disconnect the thrusters and stop the building from taking off. Save April and send Bebop and Rocksteady back to Dimension X. The end. Man, what a story. I totally messed up, totally forgot the part <laughs> where Bebop and Rocksteady became executives because they were stupid. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's fine. I mean, you just kind of simplified the plot. It, it gets pretty, pretty complicated. It, it, it gets pretty complicated, yeah. It's the David Wise effect. It's it's a David Wise joint. <laughs> yeah. Man, I usually get stuck with those episodes. Glad I didn't this time. All right. Speaking of which, this time I got Turtles of the Jungle, written by Misty Taggart. It aired September 11th of 1990. Uh, so our story starts with Donatello trying to show off his new invention to his brothers but his invention doesn't work and fails horribly and they mock him. April calls and uh, April now calls them and tells Donatello that his idol professor Willard is in town at a conference. Donatello gets up and goes immediately to see his idol. And when he gets there, he sees he's being mocked on stage uh, and he jumps out and saves him from being splatted by a tomato and escorts him off. Uh, meanwhile, Dimension X, Shredder, and Krang see the broadcast about the professor's invention in progress. It will be able to regulate growth, and it's this thing called a molecular intensifier. Um, of course, this gizmo should be effective as a weapon against the turtles, and so they want it. Donatello goes with the professor to help him work on his invention, the molecular intensifier. And when they test it, it fires off in all directions. It even uh, ends up hitting professors, the professor's pet monkey, Jocko. After nothing seems to have happened, Donatello goes home and then laments that his hero is actually a nut job. Suddenly, a massive root-like vine starts springing up all over the city, destroying everything. Must be from something being hit by that molecular intensifier. 
Uh, Chaco now also suddenly grows and is roaming the city. April gets out there to report on it. The vines shove the turtles up out of the sewers right in front of Jocko and well, right in between Jocko and April. Uh, the turtles aren't big enough to fight Jocko, but it doesn't seem like they necessarily need to be because it has a thing for April. And so it stops kind of being aggressive for a little bit and gives her flowers. April gets in her van and tries to leave to go talk to the professor and Shredder is now there and secretly hitches a ride. The giant gorilla chases her and eventually catches the van. The turtles distract him by getting on a boat that's nearby, full of bananas, pretending to be monkeys. He comes over and joins them and uh, lets April go. April and the turtles get back to the lab where the professor is working on reversing the rays so that he can turn everything back to normal. Shredder shows up and tries to steal the molecular intensifier, but he is thwarted by the turtles and then runs off again. Just then, Jocko shows up again. The turtles try to fight him, but of course lose because they're too small to fight this giant monkey. Jocko abducts April and Don gets upset at the professor and criticizes him, uh, also saying that there's no one big enough to fight Jocko. The professor says he'll show him and shoots Don with the ray. Don grows to a massive size. He goes and tussles with Jocko, but is having a hard time wrangling him in. Back with the professor, Shredder has come back again and gotten the jump on everyone off screen and has them all tied up. He tries to take the molecular intensifier, but the turtles break free just in time to stop him. They take off and help Don. Mikey shows up in the blimp with a smaller molecular intensifier and shoots Don and then Jocko and shrinks them both down to regular size and everything gets returned to normal. The end. Bold, bold television. Next Ooh, up, boy. we have Michelangelo Toys Around. This is season four, episode three, originally aired September 12th, 1990, written by Ted Peterson and Francis Moss. So Michelangelo is dreaming that he's being chased by Tyranno Toys, the hottest new dinosaur robot-themed toys hitting the market. He, when he wakes up, he realizes that he desperately needs these toys. Now, April is reporting on the upcoming toy fair where the Tyranno Toys will be available. Mikey tries to infiltrate the toy fair, posing as a toy store owner, but is promptly booted out. He decides to instead pose as, as a stuffed toy and is hauled into the toy fair by some workers. In the fair, some bratty kid mistakes Michelangelo for an actual toy and tells his dad he wants Michelangelo. So his dad tells the workers to haul him to a truck and send him to the kid's estate. Uh, the kid's dad is the owner of the company that makes Tyran toys also. April sees this and calls the turtles to tell them what's going on but she doesn't see Mikey lose his turtle comm as he's loaded into the truck. Mikey hears the truck drivers talking about how they're going to reprogram the Tyranno, Tyranno toys with some new microchips and weaponize them. The other turtles intercept the toy van in the turtle van and try and wave down the toy van to ask if they've seen Mikey. Uh, instead, the toy van rams the turtle van and speeds off. The turtles decide to head to the toy fair instead. At the kid's house, Mikey pretends to be a toy until the drivers who delivered him leave. Then he starts playing with the kid's toys until the kid comes home and he's caught. But the kid now recognizes him as a Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtle. At the toy fair, the drivers reveal they're working for Mr. Weasel, the lead designer of the toy company, 
to turn the Tyranno toys into weapons to ruin the owner's reputation so that Mr. Weasel will be the sole owner of the company. Leo, Raph, and Don attack, but are bested by Weasel, the drivers of the weaponized Tyranno toys, and left hanging in a net. Luckily, Raph, Don, and Leo are able to cut free of the net and chase Weasel back to the estate, where the drivers have already tied up the father and had a small tussle with Michelangelo. Weasel unleashes the Tyranno toys on the estate. The turtles fight them with the aid of an army of the kids' toys. With the help of the dad, Mikey and the kid make an override for the Tyranno toys, ending Weasel's reign of terror, and the day is saved. The end. And such such as, I mean, it's kind of what I love being a turtle, but, you know. Wow. Straightforward storytelling with that one. I, I, yeah. Streets ahead. Yeah. You know, it's pretty easy to, to summarize, to know what's going on. I just realize how much I appreciate a story that's easy to summarize as I've started this podcast. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I mean, know. yeah, it, yeah, it, it's not what I missed about covering the episodes. <laughs> I, I, I kind of miss covering the comics, but shall we guys, shall we do it? Let's yeah. do it. Second time around. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right. That's, um, that's, that's back around. <laughs> yeah. Hey, nice junk. Oh boy. Um. So I just want to start off by saying that on this DVD, there's a trailer for T- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Fast Forward, and it just made yes. me happy. Fast forward. I gotta sing along with the theme song and and mm-hmm. you know feel like I'm like ten, nine years old again. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it took me by surprise too when it came on. Like, oh man, an ad for Ninja Turtles on a Ninja Turtles DVD? Like Ninja Turtles Inception. I guess I was surprised that these DVDs are just that old. Like, they're just still selling them. You know? Yeah, like they they haven't, we've talked about it before. Like, they haven't done like a new, you know, box set. Like, they're, they're just re releasing the same, you know, DVDs from 2009. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this would have been 2006 because that's when fast forward was out oh yeah yeah so even so even earlier than that like so yeah. that's how long like the box that i think finished in 2009 because they were doing like a season a year or something mm-hmm. yeah so yeah like it's it's just wild that <laughs> that they're still releasing those the same dvds with the same content yeah there's also a trailer for the amazing screw on head which if you have not read that wow comic, or if you've not watched that movie, I recommend doing it because it's hilarious. It's yeah. just... I know I own the comic. I don't remember reading it or ever watching the movie, though. So they're, they're That's a name I've not heard in a long time. Yeah, it's a Mike Mignola uh, property, right? The guy that did Hellboy? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So what's, yeah. what's funny is like the digital versions that I bought don't have that. <laughs> so. Right. No, no DVD extras for me, unfortunately. <laughs> These are really like the first time the, the DVD extras have been good, though, because in the past it's been like some mega block CGI animated <laughs> dragon movie. And like, I guess they also had like Ultimate Avengers, the straight to DVD movies on there, which those were oh, pretty good. Man. But yeah, uh, you're not missing much, Mike. Yeah. So, okay. So getting, in, getting into these uh, second time around. Um, Plan six. In my 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 mind, I was going to anchovy <laughs> right away. <laughs> um, 
it, it's weird. Like the Pretendicon is basically like the Turtle Terminator. Yeah, right? in Plan Six. That, oh, yeah. yeah, that we've seen. Like we saw the Turtle Terminator in like that other episode, the one that turned into Irma. Mm-hmm. Like it's basically the same robot. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Um. <laughs> There's 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 just a lot. I I don't know. Plan six. I don't have a whole lot other than like the Pretendicon. We've kind of seen that robot before. Um, there's a joke from Rocksteady. Um, he called. He mentioned like there's 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 some fun gags in there um, about the um, the shows that they're that the Bebop and Rocksteady are like reprogramming on at Channel Six. Like they're changing the programming schedule, mm-hmm. um, and Rocksteady mentions a show called My Mother the Tank, which is a joke because there was a show called My Mother the Car back in the '60s. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> it, was, it was a really, really bad, like, show. Hmm. Um, apparently, it is proclaimed to be the second worst TV show of all time behind the Jerry Springer show. Ah, okay. Wasn't the Jerry Springer show like popular? It was, really it, it was it was a bad show that was popular though oh yeah. that makes sense <laughs> uh so the turtles talk about planning in this episode they talk about planning a trip to europe um and at the end of the episode they they find out that they won free tickets um there is a like a mini season that we get to that takes place between i think season uh I think take place around here where the turtles go on their European vacation. Yeah. So the episodes are produced now and the rest of the world are going to get the European vacation episodes instead of the rest of season four. Mm. Then they'll, then they'll get season four in America. We won't get the European vacation episodes until season seven. Yeah, that's right. It's really strange. I don't know why they skipped them here in America, but they're, but, they're actually a part of season seven here in America. Yeah. But so on it's, the it's, on the DVD, it's in season four, right? No, it's in season no, it's seven. In season seven. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Fine. I guess yeah. I'll have to save that like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Far From Home joke until later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not just yet. Um, the title of the episode is a joke on, um, I don't know how many of our listeners know this, but there's a very famous kind of bad uh science sci-fi director from the 50s his name was ed wood uh who made one of his most infamous movies plan nine from outer space mm-hmm. so the joke here because this episode's called plan six because you know they're trying to launch channel six into space right yeah. and i guess that movie's known for like its continuity errors and whatnot so i wonder if that kind of was a tongue-in-cheek reference to that movie um, it, it may be but yeah yeah. I've I've never seen Plan Nine. Like I know of Plan Nine. Like everybody, yeah. you know, if you know pop culture, especially like if you're an '80s kid, you know of Plan Nine. You can actually watch Plan Nine on Plan Nine's Wikipedia page. Uh yeah. Like it's just embedded in into Wikipedia. <laughs> yep. Just full runtime, one hour and nineteen minutes. Just yep. hit play right there. Wow. Because uh, it because the movies are so infamously like in the pop culture for just being so bad yeah like we can't even charge you to watch this movie anymore here it is on Wikipedia. right well like there's i i know there's this one part where like a guy's he's talking into a microphone but he's clearly looking down and reading the script like you can yeah. see the script in his lap 
uh-huh like it's it's that bad you know <laughs> yeah we're we're, ta- we're talking like you know ufos on strings kind of kind of bad yeah they look like paper plates <laughs> so, so yeah so like a lot of those like kind of jokes about low budget sci-fi like come from plan nine mm-hmm. sounds like the uh thing i had to like that video i had to make in spanish class in spanish. <laughs> yeah. i had to make a movie it, and, and that's what's funny is like it's so like it's so low budget but it's like you you look at it in the context of the time and it's like kids nowadays can make a better film on their iphone uh-huh. so like it's really funny to see like that compared to like something modern uh anyway um so that was that uh this is the first time we've seen bebop and rocksteady as humans in a long time it's um, true and it, it's weird that they had to go into like that holographic thing to like turn them like make them look human again because like shredder had the same thing when he went to go to the to the, swamp the frogs. frogs yeah 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 he had like the same exact invention and <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if this is an anchovy or not but i just thought it was really funny that like shredder shredder's first thing when when krang's like we're gonna send bebop and rocksteady shredder's like they're gonna stick out like sore thumbs and it's like shredder just take off your helmet nobody yeah. knows what you look like <laughs> Now, did you notice though that uh, we talked about before how Bebop's ponytail is like purple in the front and then it goes to like a skin tone in the back? Yeah. When uh, he's a human, it still does it's, that. I, it's really weird. Yeah. Very strange. But anyway, um, that is most, uh, yeah, that, that's it. That's what I got for that. Yeah. I got two more things here. Um, the Idaho Potatoes Show. Oh, yeah. I totally. Or the California that. Raisins. It was the California Raisins. So, oh. Um, that was that's the joke with the Idaho potatoes. Mm-hmm. The, the song they're singing is even I heard it through the potato vine instead yep. of the grapevine. Instead of the grapevine. <laughs> and so, I don't know if you notice, uh, we have a new ending screen now. Instead of so, the turtles in the cavern, it's them like jumping down an elevator shaft or something. So this is the beginning of the uh, and I think because I, I talked about this on uh, Turtle Recall when I was on that show a couple of weeks ago. Go check out Turtle Recall. Um, we were talking about the the change for the CBS episodes. The theme song is different, or like the the animation for the theme song is different. It's the same song, but uh, it's different. And then the eye catch at the end is is them going down that elevator shaft. Mm. And I can't remember what episode that's from, but uh, I remember watching a lot of Turtles in syndication, and it had this eye catch at the end. So. But yeah, this is this is the first time that has changed. And to be honest, I kind of miss the cavern, but Me also too. I feel but I feel nostalgic for the elevator shaft. Um, because <laughs> like the font is different, it's like a little bit more modern, it's not as blurry. Um, but I think it's specifically because like these are the Dublin episodes. So is it like just the Dublin episodes then that have the different end credits? No, as far as I know, I think it is more. I, I think it is most of season four. I think. Okay. Huh. I mean, we'll find out as we go. Yeah, I was wondering about that because I noticed that too. That was my only other note for these episodes. Mm. <laughs> was the the end credits look different? I just I don't have. I guess I I don't know. I'm missing all the all the uh, references to stuff because I don't. And they would just go because <laughs> you're a baby. Well, yeah. Let's move on to the next episode then. Turtles of the Jungle. 
obviously a King Kong Rithoff, right? Yeah. I was kind of hoping it would be Tarzan, but King Kong works too. It is that is that is an episode. Um, so this is the first episode in a long time where it's just Shredder and Krang, no Bebop and Rocksteady. Presumably they are still flying to Dimension X from the last episode. <laughs> Do you really think that this show had that good of continuity? <laughs> I mean, no, but um but the fan theory is now Ked Kid. Yeah, so now yeah, that I've thrown go. that out there, I'm going to add that to the wiki here. Yeah, go um, to the Turtlepedia article. Yeah, they, yeah. they don't appear in this episode because they're still flying into Dimension X. <laughs> um, so there's a there's a fourth wall break where Michelangelo, like, because obviously, you know, King Kong, uh, Michelangelo does make a Tarzan reference. He he swings on one of the vines that, like, are, like, growing uncontrollably. He's, and he screams like Tarzan. And then he's like, I've always wanted to do that. Michelangelo did that in like the second episode, the first that's episode. Like, that's like his normal cowabunga is a Tarzan cowabunga. No, but but he did the specific Tarzan like yell in the in the first episode of this show. Mm. Yeah. Like when they're when they're escorting April to like the building, he he like uh he screams, you know, Tarzan. I mean, hey man, it's been you know, over 60-something episodes. He can't remember. Right. <laughs> I mean, all right, fair. <laughs> he can't remember that he already got to do that. Now, did you guys notice there's a scene in this where Vernon has his arm draped over Irma's shoulder? No. Yeah. Going, it's like going right on before, there? I think Burns yelling at him for something. But yeah, it. they're like, they're like close up, uh, snuggling almost and Vern yells at him and Vernon runs away. But yeah, wow. he has his he has his arm around Irma's shoulder. So keep an eye out for that. I ship I it. Know, I don't know if I should. No, I don't ship it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ship anything anyone suggests, really. So I'll ship anything, anyone, anywhere for any reason. <laughs> it's just because I get to say I ship it. You know, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I I don't have any notes. You guys kind of already got the King Kong reference and the and the Tarzan one. Um, I didn't really notice anything. Yeah, I mean that's. Yeah. What do you think the W in Willard W Willard stands for? Uh, was it was sorry, <laughs> Willard W Willard? Uh, William. Wow. Willard, Willard, w, Will, Willard William Willard. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm going with Wacko. 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 Um, so I like partially thought in, in my head for like a second. It's usually where I think. Um, right. I, I partially thought that Harold from IDW was based on Willard. Because like Donatello looks up to Willard in here and I was like that's eh, kind of their kind of their dynamic like in idw but then i was like no yeah i don't i don't think tom waltz would have pulled from this yeah i mean it's one of those things where it's like is it plausible is it i mean it's it's definitely it's definitely plausible like we know idw pulls from everything it would be hilarious if harold was based on willard willard w willard but yeah at the same time i i really don't think uh I really don't think it is. 
don't know. I, I wouldn't put it past Tom because uh, there's an episode coming up with like a neutrino baby. And that baby is like a princess and she's a, a freedom fighter in the IDW series. So it's possible that he watched up, up to now. Yeah. Huh. I mean, or he just like Googled like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> princess, you know, for the story kind of thing. I don't know. True. Maybe he just looked up neutrinos and looked up what all of them, you know, all the different names and learned Triv was one. I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you have to get him on the show and ask him. Just yeah. that one question. Yeah, Tom, Tom, like, hey, Tom, back on the show, just answer this question. A special five minute episode with Tom Waltz. All right. Michelangelo toys around. So toy fair is a real event <laughs> that is held in New York. Um, and uh, I asked uh, our good buddy, Pixel Dan, uh, is this what the actual toy fair is like? And he said, who are you? And why are you talking to me? Oh, <laughs> awesome. I'm glad you got a response at least. I know. <laughs> no, Pixel Dan didn't say that. Uh, but, but uh, but no, I, I was I was laughing because like Toy Fair is a real event that is that takes place in New York, and it does make sense that April would cover that one because like this is the kind of stuff she covers in the show already, and two because like Toy Fair is such a huge event um, that it does get at least one day of like coverage in in the news. Um, I I'm, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't know Toy Fair existed until i interacted with ninja turtles fandom on the internet and learned (laughs) it's and so yeah so like so like this obviously isn't that toy fair but like the general idea is is right like it's it's a it's a convention in the sense that it's like it's for people who make toys to sell to you know toy companies or to sell to you know stores and stuff it's not for the public so like it gets that right in that sense that like you know you can't just walk up and be like hey I want to go buy a ticket for Toy Fair you can't just do that mm-hmm. um, you have it's it, you have to be invited. Hmm. So I thought I thought that was I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, I got three little tidbits for this one. Uh, number one, in the title card, Michelangelo is spelled correctly. It doesn't have the extra a. Uh, number two, Don trips someone with his bow staff. We've seen him do that. That's like a signature move now. He tripped a robot in this episode. Number three, no shredder, no crank in this in this episode. Yeah. Presumably they are on their way back to Dimension X. Right. This is, uh, if I'm keeping track accurately, this is the fifth episode where we have not had shredder or crank. Which is always pretty neat, in my opinion. I thought like the Tyrannobot looked a lot like, you know, Grimlock from Transformers. Yes. Like his dino mode. I don't think it was based on that. Like it's just kind of generic Tyrannosaurus Rex toy, but it just, to me though, it was just an eye catch thing. Yeah. I just don't know that there's a lot of other ways to draw a Tyrannosaurus robot that doesn't look like Grimlock. I mean, yeah, especially at this time. Yeah. Like, yeah. Was Grimlock, did Grimlock exist by 1990? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Dinobot Transformers was like '80s, so yeah. I, well, I just know because well, they had like reboots and stuff when I was a kid. That was kind of more like 3D animation that was on TV. So, oh, Beast uh, Beast Wars is years after this. Okay. Yeah, Beast Wars is like '96. Yeah, but there were the Dinobots were. I mean, they were in the movie, the first movie, so they were part. Yeah. Of so so that's like yeah. So it's like '84 is is when Transformers came out. 
and then like the movie was like 86 87 something like that yeah say so, yeah, he'd been around for a while uh-huh. it was 86 because last year was like the third 35th anniversary or something yeah i saw it in the theater it was pretty sweet lucky i didn't <laughs> this one lady I... next to me would not shut up and now i remember why i don't like movie theaters <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I did. Um, I did like some of the jokes. I mean, this, this this is kind of I love being a turtle, but I thought the joke. I thought the jokes were really funny. It's like like when um, the turtles go rushing into the toy fair, um, or I, I can't remember. When it's it's when they're run, rushing in, or when like when they see Michelangelo. Vernon's like, oh, I can't believe they're making toys of the turtles now. Yeah. Like, who would want to buy those? <laughs> as, as a good little tongue-in-cheek joke. Yeah, it was, it was a funny one. But anyway, before we start talking about the things we like, maybe we should start talking about the things we didn't like. Let's go to anchovies. anchovies. No anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble, okay? I call it a I hated... All three of these episodes. <laughs> the it's not an- a good run. Anim- the animation. Uh, we are off to a rough start for season four. Let me tell you. Um, I so I watched these. Usually, I watch these episodes like the day that we record, so they're fresh in my mind. Uh huh. I watched these yesterday, um, just because I had some time, and I was like, you know, I'll, I'll try and get ahead of it this time. I immediately forgot everything. These episodes are so forgettable. Mm-hmm. Beyond yeah. the bad, beyond the bad animation, I could not remember everything. Yeah, yeah. My my first biggest issue with just the whole plot, I guess, of season four, which I mean is the same plot as the last one. It's just they're stuck in Dimension X instead of under the ground. Right. But which is really the plot of season two? Yeah, Dimension <laughs> X again. Yeah. Yes. They still haven't even mentioned that, hey, we're back in Dimension X. It's but, just, oh, we're in Dimension X. But the thing You've is, been they, here before. Yes. As I was about to say, is first off, they act like they've never been in Dimension X before at the very beginning. Like, like this wasn't a thing before. Um, yeah, the Technodrome was just trapped somewhere else. And the other thing is, they're trying to get Earth equipment for their Technodrome while they're in Dimension X, where this thing came from. Like they have the technology, ensure they're stranded on some bad spot, I guess, of Dimension X. But if they've got equipment to straight up like create portals and travel to Earth, they got to be able to get around Dimension X, right? Well, and they they rocketed right into Krang's army. You think they would like give yeah. him some weaponry or something, yeah. right? Yeah, like his and whole army's like, there. Yeah. yeah, and it's like yeah, because it's like call your army, Krang, because we know your army is in Dimension X. Yeah. yeah call your stop stop watching shows on earth call your army and have them pick you up well they can't they can't call the army because the the communicator and the technodrome is broken but like there are two or three times where like shredder calls someone from a payphone in the middle of the technodrome and it works like, why don't you call your army on that though man Yeah, because they call because because even like um what is it rocksteady when he's in when he He's like uh, on his executive like thing. He's like, he called Dimension X. Like, yeah. 
and and they do and it works and they do <laughs> and it works and and they i mean they watch earth television from dimension x you're telling me that they can't get in contact with anyone else in dimension x like exactly really, yeah it really makes no sense well if you remember they they crash landed on like another bigger technodrome at the end of season three and here they're like in an oasis uh next to like a lava lake or something uh, or like at least an orange body of water yeah it's like so, it's like a weird asteroid that they're on yeah strange yeah it anyway it, it makes zero sense that they're stuck and that they can't get back and they need earth equipment of all things when they're in dimension x i'm i'm just yeah yeah anyway give it two seconds of thought and the whole thing crumbles to pieces <laughs> well speaking of that can we talk about the pretendicon so like I guess the idea was to distract the turtles with the Pretendicon, but also Shredder wanted the turtles in Channel 6 to bring them to, to Dimension X so he could beat them up, right? Like, that was... He says yeah. that. He says it's part of his plan. What really would have driven the turtles to the Channel 6 building was just regular Bebop and Rocksteady. Like, that would get them there immediately, right? Yeah, and so also... With like, the Pretendicon. Tie up April, yeah. broadcast it on TV, and the turtles will come. It, it always... Yeah every time <laughs> exactly but in fact also, also like the pretendicon like why have the pretendicon like go get the turtles when like potentially the pretendicon could run into splinter just pretend you captured splinter right don't send a robot that could be splashed with water and then assume it needs to break out hippos from the zoo yeah because to... oh i didn't talk about that in my in my recap the yeah, robot like the robot like gets hit and then like reprograms itself to like free animals from the zoo and is like you you dare try to stop me from from making the animals the righteous rulers of the earth again and it's like what <laughs> what it's, is the programming yeah. on this robot it's insane like why is yeah like why is that a program in this robot's like in this robot's memory banks yeah yeah Oh man, and the getting other... wild, man. <laughs> well, then the other thing is like they come along to like kidnap April or have her show her the basement, have him show him where the basement is, and she just like gives in. She's like, "I'll never tell you," and they're like, "You're gonna tell us," and she's like, oh, "Okay," and goes with them and like, yeah. <laughs> and just goes and just yeah. goes with it, but just submits entirely. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like also like really, she just gave in, like yeah. Yeah, I also didn't uh, like that they they put on those potato costumes and then like when they revert back to Bebop and Rocksteady, the animals, the potato costumes just disappear. Yeah, it's like why? That. <laughs> like why? Why was that in it at all? It, yeah, is it it's, it's weird that they like that they go and they steal, uh, they go steal like suits for their interview and their job. And yeah, like, that was weird too. And then they put so they put that on over their hologram clothes. And then like when the hologram's gone, like these are real clothes that should still be on them, not their yeah. normal costumes. Yeah, that and the potato suits. Like both of them and should the potato be on characters still. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I'm probably kind of splitting hairs with that one. You know, yeah. we're expecting too much out of this. Come on, ones. David Wise. We're you expecting... wise up, David Wise. Wow, got him. Wise. Got him. 
I don't think it's the fault of David Wise on that one so much as it's the fault of the animators just not <laughs> wanting to animate new clothes onto Bebop and Rocksteady. I mean, granted, yeah, that's expensive. I don't, I don't blame them for not doing that. And, and obviously, like we're joking, but yeah. it's, it's, it's just funny, like the nitpicky stuff we can do about this because there's so much. Yeah. There's also the part where Bebop calls the Technodrome and says the turtles are here, but like he absolutely did not know the turtles were there because they weren't there yet. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, weird plot hole, but whatever. Yeah, that's about all I have for that episode. All right, shall we rag on turtles of the jungle then? Yeah, I think this. No, I go back and forth. Plan Six is really badly animated. Turtles of the Jungle. Is also really bad. Like, I don't know which one's worse. The thing is, like, Turtles of the Jungle is clearly like trying to cut costs because this and Michelangelo toys around both. There's just like scenes where it just fades to black and then we come into another scene, but it's oh, not yeah. like anything it's, significant. It's just like it's another part of the room they're looking at or something. Like, there's no there's a lot of, time. of there's a lot of um dialogue that happens, like the uh. There's like the there's this normal establishing shot that we always see of like the the sewer grate that the van usually drives out of, mm-hmm. and like usually the camera pushes in on it and then like we fade into the sewer layer and we see everybody. There's a lot of holding on that establishing shot and like there's no animation going on. It's literally just focusing on the grate, but there's dialogue still happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's you're right like that that is a cost cutting thing they didn't have to animate anything and it's literally just you just play the you just play the audio over nothing mm-hmm. and you know we talked about the pretendicon being a reused plot point wasn't a giant plant growing too much already the plot of it became it came from beneath the sewers back yeah. in season two yeah so. and then like also like we're making a big deal of like donatello being 30 feet tall Irma was 50 feet tall, okay? Right. <laughs> like, well, we've, we've had this already. So there's that. They, we know that Krang has a machine that does that, and he has a molecular amplification chip, so why does he need this yet third thing that makes things grow? Because he just wants it. He saw it on TV, and he wants it. He sees an invention on Earth that's like the new big thing on the news, and he wants it. He, it's going to be a weapon. We don't know how yet, but it's going to be one. But it's going to be. Yeah. Anything can be a weapon. You just have to be willing to hurt someone with it. Mm-hmm. Here's my here's my biggest anchovy for this this episode. It's it's horrible. That so the, it's a laser that makes things grow, right? That laser shot that monkey right in the butt. And there wasn't a single joke about him having a fat ass. Not a single one. I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on. It didn't like when they animated it, it didn't his butt didn't grow first and then the rest of them, you know, like it something. Come on. Uh, and then my, my final thing is like it seemed like there's gonna be some sort of like plot with like the doctor, some sort of like character arc where like Dantelo's gonna learn, like, oh, he's actually a genius, he's just misunderstood you know type thing going on or something you know but uh no the doctor is just nuts and there's no character arc there like the last time we really see him do anything is him shooting donatello with the molecular intensifier to make him grow out of like a, oh yeah i'll show you no one big enough you know shoots him 
and, and that's like it that's that's what the yeah. character does like they never wrap around to him again no after that do they no, no they, they don't and so it's like what was the point of everything like shredder also is practically like inconsequential in this episode he shows up they beat him for like two seconds and then we get back to the plot with the monkey and then he randomly they you just go back to them and they're all tied up because shredder apparently beat them off panel well not off panel but off screen yeah they didn't even mention how they're just suddenly tied up yeah like i can't believe we got the drop on us and then they just break out and and stop him like they just break out of their ropes shove him in the portal he's gone like there was really like you didn't need to even put shredder in that episode he served zero purpose like there's no point in that guy being there yeah yeah man because he didn't even like he wasn't the cause of the laser going wrong or shooting wildly or anything was he like yeah, yeah he just kind of shows up and then leaves yeah huh. yeah he, he doesn't do like anything except for show up try to take it fail show up try to take it again fail and it's like 30 seconds each time he shows up <laughs> maybe yeah. a minute i guess if i want to be you know be a little bit more realistic but yeah there there's no point in shredder even being in that episode other than shredder that's all i got so yeah it's it's hard to it's hard to keep going on about that episode just the, the animation is just so bad like it's it's ultimately it, it just suffers from ultimately being boring and the the music is just the worst speaking of boring i thought michelangelo toys around was incredibly boring it, like I had it a, was. a hard time uh i had a hard time summarizing it and you would think like tyrannosaurus robots fighting the ninja turtle would be like the most exciting thing in the world but, but it's not it was so boring and that's what i meant like like all three of these episodes are so immediately forgettable mm-hmm. that it's just like did we even watch these yeah yeah one funny thing that I noticed is that uh, when Mikey uh, chucks the cans to like trip the bad, you know, the bad guys when they come in and we uh, are trying to you know get him after he's been playing with the kid all day, he has size in his belt, like just for like those few seconds, mm. he's got yeah. size in his belt. <laughs> um, yeah, a little continuity error. Uh, well, and like he's a trained ninja, you don't have like home alone guys you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on <laughs> i mean that's that's just the way this show is from here on out to ease up on the violence for europe and other places it's they just uh they're they're gonna use kind of more like gag things to fight people you know they're gonna trip them with cans they're gonna oh yeah you know it is what it is they're not gonna use their weapons to actually fight people uh mikey also just knows that the others are at the toy fair after this, when they need to go and, and get it, he says he need help and he's going to go get his brothers there at the toy fair. He has no way of knowing that. Like they, they didn't say they were going to go before. They went to go get Michelangelo because April called them that he was being kidnapped. He never saw them. As far as he knows, they're still at the lair. Mm-hmm. He just knows they're at the toy fair. And so they go. Uh, the other thing is the villain is very forgettable. Like Weasel. Also, that joke got old really fast, too. It's Weasel! Weasel! It's like the, the Baxter Stinkman joke in the 2012 series where they just kind of wear it out, and you're like, okay, we get it. No one gets your name right. 
So yeah, it was Mr. Weasel, and then like the henchman had names, and the kid had a name, and the dad had a name. And then when I was summarizing it, I was like, I don't remember any of their names. I knew they had them. That was yeah. just too too damn lazy to look it up. But <laughs> I was like, it's inconsequential what their names were. You know, yeah. I know I'm never gonna see these guys again. So yeah, I was trying to remember the kid's name earlier when I was saying that Mikey, when Mikey checks the cans to like try and clarify what exactly the scene is, but I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean that, that pretty much kind of sums up my problems with that episode in general. Is you know, forgettable episode and continuity errors. Surprise! I think that was my least favorite of the of the three. Was Michelangelo yeah. toys around? And even yeah. like when we when we were going like who wants which episodes? I was like, this one's the riffraff because at least. Plan six is a play on plan nine. Turtles of the jungle, like some Tarzan thing could happen there. And then there's Michelangelo toys around, which frankly is what he does in every episode. So I don't know why this one was named any differently, but whatever. <laughs> and it's like, ironically, this was the episode that I kind of enjoyed the most out of the three, um, but mostly because like, I'm the toy guy of this show. So yeah. like I got a little bit more enjoyment out of it mm. in that sense but not really enough to be like, this is my favorite episode of the season so far. Like, definitely not. Well, should we transition to some to a brighter topic for things we love? I don't know, guys. I think we can try. <laughs> I actually have a few things for these episodes. All right, well, let's get them out. If even I've got something. Oh, I love being a turtle. Well, kick <laughs> us off then. What do you got for plan nine? Or plan right, six? Plan nine. Me. A lot of the scenes where like the turtles are just walking around the city and like people are just jumping out, like trying to mug them and do other things is actually pretty funny. Like this guy comes out with his knife and he's like, give me your money. And then Leo pulls out a katana and he's just like, how about you give me your knife? And the guy's just like. That oh, was that was know. hilarious. Like Leo yeah. just straight up pulls on that guy. Yeah. Doesn't even flinch. He's yeah. like, oh yeah. <laughs> you brought a knife to a sword fight. Sir. Yeah. <laughs> um like it just he just draws on him like so fast like nothing um what i actually what i did like about plan six is that it does directly take place after um the last episode and mm -hmm. so it's like it's that it's that rare like continuity like that we get where the story does kind of move forward before we get back it's like the normal like same old same old yeah yeah I do. I know I ragged on the Pretendicon earlier, but I do like the fact that it was like kind of sent to distract the turtles because that's what worked uh, in the first part of the big trilogy was like they distracted the turtles with something else so Bebop and Rock City could get the fuel or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So they're at least kind of learning their lessons, maybe. I also really love that Shredder has a payphone in the Technodrome. Like every time they showed it, it just cracked me up. Yeah. <laughs> Another funny one-liner from this one was, I think it was Bebop or Rocksteady talking to uh, the ladies interviewing for their job. And he says, I have four years of science school. And she's like, yes, and what did you study? Nothing. They studied me. That was a good one. Good joke. There were some good, you know, little little jokes like that in this episode. I appreciated those. But after that, I don't have anything else to say. Oh, that that was it? Yeah. Uh, a good joke that I liked in the next episode, Turtles of the Jungle. Uh, there's a part where like the monkey and Donatello are giant and fighting, and and uh, Donatello goes like crashing through a building or something. 
He says they must have spent their entire budget on this one episode. Yeah, that was good. That was a good that was joke. Pretty funny. Um, I did okay. Sorry, one last thing for Plan Six. I did think it was really funny that uh, in one episode we got two American Express jokes, like about them having American, like when they're trying to book their trip to like Europe. Um, there's a joke about like them having an Amphibian Express card. Yes. Uh, and then, um, oh god, I can't, I can't remember what Rocksteady says, but he's like, um, when they're when they're in the used clothes store and they're gonna like steal the things, and he's like, and how are you going to pay for it? And Rocksteady says something like, Oblivion Express. Put it on my Oblivion Express card. Yeah, it's like we had two, ra- we had two rapid fire American Express jokes. That's pretty good. Yeah, I thought, I thought the. In the next episode, I thought the giant fight was pretty fun, you know, like between Dontello and the monkey. Like that part was entertaining. Which, watch. if you've been following us for a while, uh, if you remember a long time ago when I posted uh, a joke about King Kong versus uh, about Kong versus Godzilla, uh, that was a clip from this episode. Good deep cut. I like it. I gotta say, it's a perfectly good King Kong ripoff. And I especially like how they incorporated the turtle blimp as like, kind of like the biplanes in the original yeah. movie you know it's it's just it's super silly and fun and it's like donatello like has his bow when he gets really big and then like it disappears and he rips the telephone pole out it, when he gets really big he also gets really like chonky too he, yeah he gets like <laughs> Strange, ch- yeah but... he turns he turns like he turns into big chungus yeah <laughs> they, they shut that laser right in the torso area just yep. that entire thing expands yeah it's great I, I will say, I think this was maybe my favorite of the three. Not that that's saying a whole lot, but there you go. <laughs> I mean, when there are these three, it's yeah, yeah you're right. It's not Plan safe. Six at least has the idea of a vacation at the end, which will come back later. But like mm-hmm. that's uh, the rest of it was such nonsense. <laughs> and then Michelangelo toys around was so boring. So perfectly good uh, King Kong ripoff. I'll take it. All right. Um, episode three of these uh michelangelo toys around i actually thought this one was kind of fun this actually ended up kind of being my favorite i think it's just because we got something that wasn't the turtles fighting shredder uh you know he wasn't in it and so it kind of created something that felt different than the rest of the you know the things like like these episodes usually do and it was it was just kind of like a, a tight story you know we mentioned like the couple of the the continuity errors earlier but you know, every single one of these episodes at least has at least one. So for me, it was just kind of fun for that reason, that it was just kind of different. Even if the villain was pretty forgettable, they're at least doing something different. And, you know, from, from time to time, you can have your heroes just fight a forgettable villain for a little one-off story. Um, it's just fun. You know, they just beat mobsters or some random guy that has an evil plan that you'll never see again. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, like it's it's nice to have like those little breaks. Like it doesn't have to be Shredder and Krang in every episode. And, like and I talked about it on a, on our movie review. Like it's nice to have them not fight Shredder sometimes. Mm-hmm. I will say I really enjoyed the very beginning of this episode. Michelangelo was dreaming, and he like he's being chased by this robot dinosaur. And he like jumps into a pile of garbage or something to try and hide from it. And then in his dream, he like rolls over, and it seamlessly transitions to him falling off the couch. I thought that was like like. That was a cool effect. I really, I really enjoyed that part of it. Yeah, it's getting real tough to find good things about these episodes. Um, 
I I did like the Toy Fair joke, like I said. Um, it was it was fun to see that kind of real ref, real real world reference to you know turtles as toys, and then like this real convention. Um, it, was, it was just a fun treat. Yeah. Like I said, I actually thought this one was fairly enjoyable. Uh, I don't know. I liked kind of seeing like Michelangelo get to play around with someone and and just kind of use all the toys. It, it, was, it was fun in its own right. And it was kind of like I said, a, a tightly written story compared to these other ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, this show's been notorious for introducing 18 plots and 22 episodes. So. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should go back and give this one another watch because I watched them all in order like late uh monday night mm. and i maybe i was just getting sleepy at the end i'm like come on get done with it you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I, I was i was okay with this one yeah. but yeah that, that's about it <laughs> i think yeah i just i think overall that's that's kind of all i got for for these episodes like they're they're ultimately forgettable which is the worst thing that you can have for a turtle show um they're not the worst episodes by any means like they're they're perfectly serviceable and they have enjoyable things in them but they're just they're ultimately forgettable mm. okay, so should we talk about news now yeah i think yeah i think i think we need a palate cleanser this is april o'neill of channel six there you go now now it's the news segment. Yeah. Spencer, do you want to deliver the bad news or should I deliver the bad news? Oh, I'll deliver the bad news. All right, go ahead, buddy. Lay it on everyone. I regret to inform you all that the last Ronin, number five, is being delayed again. Oh, man. My heart. April 6th. So April 6th is the current release date for the last round at number five. So we got to wait another month. Yeah. But to at least fill your need for Turtles comics, the best of Jenica has come out now. You can read that. Uh, as well as I'm pretty sure that we're coming up on uh, another turtle issue of IDW series coming out next week. Well, yeah, this week when this episode comes out. Yeah. So when this episode comes out, best of Jenica came out last week. Mm-hmm. And Turtles number 126 comes yep. out tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, let's see. For those curious, Best of Genica has TMNT number 52, TMNT Universe number 6 through 9, Genica 2 number 1, TMNT number 116, and the Genica number 1 backup time and again. It's a lot of stuff in one book. Yeah, well, I think it'll also really fill you in on the Jenica story if you read it, because like 52 was when it kind of like unveils who she is as a character as like, mm-hmm. you know, the foot assassin. Mm-hmm. And I imagine it was one of those ones in the, in the 90s. I kind of missed the first one. The second. Oh, one. Uh, the first one was 52. TMNT yeah. Universe 6 through 9. What is Ninja? Oh, what is Ninja? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I think that was a backup story. Yeah. Really, really good. Yeah. And that gives Jenica two number one, uh, Team and T one sixteen, and then the team and or Jenica number one backup time and again. Okay, so I think I think number one will also give her story probably about how she was mutated. Yeah. 
but yeah, that, that, those will pretty much fill you in on the general, like who is Jenica. So if you do not want to read a whole ton of comics, but you're curious about Jenica, I mean, I recommend reading a whole ton of comics because they're fantastic, but <laughs> you really don't have the time and you don't want to. This Jenica book, The Best of Jenica, will essentially fill you in on the character. Um, anything else? We know yeah, that nothing else. It's it's been kind of slow in the toy world. Mm-hmm. Um, so nothing, nothing, nothing on the NECA front. Nothing on the Playmates front. Um, yeah, the, yeah nothing really in video games either. We got what fan FanCon coming up soon. Yeah, fan should hold some right, info yeah. about Shredder's Revenge. Hopefully, we're getting like a release date for Shredder's Revenge. I'm not saying that we are. So you know, future me will you know. Hopefully not be shaking my head at me saying something <laughs> like that. Yeah. So as we record this, IGN Fan Fest is coming up. Um, and as today, the Nintendo Direct, the first one of the year, uh, dropped, and there was no news there about Shredder's Revenge. Uh, so hopefully, um, the there is there's no rumor release date other than just like a nebulous 2022. Um, a lot of games got pushed to the end of the first quarter. 2022 which ends next month in march so a lot of games like got pushed to february so yeah we're you know two weeks into february so far we're one week into february so far two weeks when this episode comes out and there's still no release date for this game uh other than a nebulous 2022 i don't think they're going to shadow drop it i think it's you know they're going to be they're going to be like oh it's coming out on such and such day and then there's going to be a, that that build up for it. Uh, but because I've also seen this a lot in the turtle groups right now, uh, it is still only confirmed for Switch and PC on Steam. It is not confirmed for Xbox. It's not confirmed for PlayStation Four uh, and Five. It's it 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 will most likely be on those platforms. It's just not confirmed yet. So Spencer, what are we going to do next week? Next week, we're going to be going to the extremeness of the 90s. We're going to read the oh boy Body Count to kick off the image era. Body Count. Oh, I've heard so much about this book. It's just, it's pure Simon Bisley and Kevin Eastman together. Oh, man. Really I, I have such high expectations for this book. Let me tell you, like, between you and between everybody saying, like, this is the dark, tier, gritty turtles that <laughs> we've always wanted to read. It's it's really not dark. It's like... Well, don't spoil more just it like for me. It's way too violent. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't spoil it for me. I, I want to go into this with a fresh mind. It's, oh, uh, uh, it's Kevin Eastman, Simon Bisley. Uh, if you've seen Heavy Metal 2000, that kind of vibe right Mm -hmm. but guys if you want to follow along and read that book with us uh you can follow us at ninja turtle ph on all the socials at twitter instagram and facebook uh if you guys are enjoying the show drop us a review uh five stars if you can and just you know tell a friend about the show you know if they like ninja turtles we like ninja turtles too and we'd love to hear from them you know our dms are open people slide into them and tell us how much they love ninja turtles show us cool stuff so um guys we love you and uh yeah all right that's our show this week thank you again for listening until next time cowabunga dudes cowabunga you return the animals to the rightful
place as rulers of the world. I, I didn't have a quote this week. I messed up. <laughs> All right, give me a turtle card. It's fine. No, it's fine. It's fine. You're certified, so you have extras. Yeah, so I, I'm cert. I'm certified. So like, I've got I've got a lifetime membership. So a funny thing. It was back when my wife and I were like first in our relationship, and it was my birthday. She bought me Body Count, and they actually ID'd her to buy Body Count. Oh wow! Really? That's how extreme this comic book is. <laughs> what uh? Did she like find these individual issues or like what? It was, like it was the book, format do you have? a hardcover, like hardcover, okay. compound all of it together in one. Uh, yeah. Like I said before, it's like, it's a very like fun, immature R rating type thing going on. Like it's, it's not meant to be taken very seriously. It's not like it's gritty. Well, it's, it's gritty. It's not like it's dark other than yeah. maybe dark humor. I don't know. Like it's, it's just wacko extreme having fun with itself and being extreme. It's like Lobo, you know, I mean, yeah. it was, Simon Bisley did the art for Lobo, you know, when it was during that phase. So it's like that. I, have, I think I might have the same hardcover you do. It came out just a couple of years ago and I was like, yeah. I'm surprised. That was like right before they started publishing a uh, volume three again, which I'm still surprised they did, but yeah, uh, I was really surprised to find like a hardcover of body count. Yeah. Kind of seemed off the wall. <laughs> it's off the wall and it's a lot of fun, but it's definitely a lot of fun in the very in a very nineties way. Yeah. So we're we're just reading Body Count next week. Yeah. So it's okay. four issues. Okay. Uh, I I have a friend that does a, co- a comics podcast, and I had meant he he said he he would love to come on the show and like, but he wanted to read Mirage, and uh-huh. I never got around to like hitting him up, and be like, hey, we're on volume two. Oh. Um, so I'm going to see, I, I literally just messaged him. I was like, Hey, I was hoping I still get you on the show. We're going to read body count. Yeah. Well, body count is half mirage, half image. So like, like half of it, like a, one or two issues is published under mirage and then they mm. licensed it out to image. And so then the rest of it got published under image. So it's like a pain in the neck to collect as far as like the individual issues. Cause originally it's like Raphael Casey, yeah, I think like two issues were published as Raphael and Casey Jones and the rest were body count proper. Yeah, under image. But the whole thing is available on Comixology. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And let's see. Mike, you mentioned Team and T Nerds once a guest. Oh, yeah. So Team and T Nerds, uh, they're going to start volume three soon. Um, and I said, uh, they, they asked if we want any of us wanted to be on the show uh, I said I haven't read it yet so I want to save my first reactions for our show but... it's since Spencer uh, I actually I was talking to Rob over at uh, Turtle Tales Radio he was you know he was on our show mm-hmm. and uh, we got a book picked out that he would like me to come on to talk about so 
know, Mike, you've been on a show. I'll be on that show. So maybe yeah. Spencer, we send you yeah. off to the TMNT nerds. Yeah, send so, me off to the TMNT nerds. So just ju- just jump into the DM on Twitter. Okay. Will do. I'll jump in and give a talk. All right. I'm going to go hop off. I'm going to finish my dinner because my burgers are cold now. Oh, uh, sorry. Sorry. Right. The fries are the fries. I finished those, but the burgers. Oh, good. I mean, the, the burger can at least be somewhat reheated fries. Yeah, though. exactly. All right. I've, I've discovered the best life hack and is if you have leftover fries, cut them up and like into like dice them and everything mm-hmm. um, and then fry them as hash browns huh. for like breakfast. Oh. And so like I've been doing that. Like I've, I've like containers of fries in our fridge and my wife's so mad at me. She's like, stop doing this. And I'm like, I want hash browns with my eggs and we just don't buy hash browns. So when I have leftover fries, I just cut them up and then fry them in like bacon grease with my eggs. All right. All right. It's pretty neat. Also, right. Mac, enjoy your burgers. I'm going to just assign us parts. I think it's a four issue series. So yeah. Yeah. Let me see. Uh, his name's his name's Paul Herman. Uh, the show's called Comic Binge. Okay. If he's on, we'll give him part four. Otherwise, okay, okay cool. See you all next week. Take care, guys. All right. Yeah. Bye, guys. But Recording no. progress. Jeez, yep. we're starting it right morning anymore. Go. Yeah. Gotta milk all the gotta milk all the bonus <clears throat> content I can. <laughs> all right. That's fair. Uh sorry I'm late. I didn't get out until like almost six. So we're closing we're closing up the month and I didn't get like I had to, I had to finish some stuff yesterday and I didn't get it until like five o'clock today. Yeah, I mean you're fine. I ended up having dinner late today anyway, so it worked <laughs> out for me. No worries here. I'm still eating right now, so it's probably the only person that needs to be apologized to. No, I mean that's kind of <laughs> yeah, also fair. <laughs> that's fair. <clears throat> but yeah, you're good. I was also late with dinner, so. Not a problem for me. And it's like I, I decided to go get some Wendy's, and then Wendy's was like a line. So I feel like there's a Wendy's and nuts joke that you can make from someone saying Wendy's. I mean, sure. <laughs> but but they're very good at roasting people. So I would never do that to them. I'd never do it to them for sure, for sure. <clears throat> but just someone that suggests Wendy's, you know, you can be like Wendy's nuts, yeah. you know. Wendy's oh, nuts. That's the bonus shit. content, everybody. <laughs> this is what you tuned in for. I think my mom's calling me. Luckily, my computer just crashed, so it won't crash during the actual recording. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Got the doors just closing around you. Frick. All right. For some reason, that's not working. I'll try again. I'll try to pull up my notes. It's not uh, working out for me. Oh, snap. Something went wrong. Okay, cool. I'm just going to get out and go back to Google. How's your week, man? Oh, it's been all right. Today's been a been a long day today's so i got into work a little late and then had to work late because of that then had a board meeting for church after that then this so i've been on 
I've been in this chair for like the last 12 hours. <laughs> I'm like just ready to leave, but this was the part I was looking forward to. So. That's good. At least I'm looking forward to sitting in this chair for this little bit. Oh, I'm... Just, I was counting down the hours till, till podcast time. Yeah. I've just been like way tired today. I don't know what it is. Well, I've been way tired all week. And then I had one of those days where you like, you think it's Wednesday and then it's not Wednesday. Oh, that's yesterday totally me right now. Yeah. I had that happen to me yesterday. I thought yesterday was Wednesday. Like all day I kept thinking it was Wednesday. Um, that happened to my wife right now. We're like I brought home dinner and then like I started sitting at the computer and she's like, are you recording tonight? And I'm like, yeah, it's Wednesday. And she's like, bold of you to assume that I knew what day this was. Yeah, it's just always the worst during like your work week when you think it's later in the week than it is. And then the rest of the week feels extra long. Well, that's that's the thing. So like I have very specific like tasks that I do on certain days. Ah. Uh, so like on, I mean, I'm not going I'm not to tell what everybody what I do in the bonus content, <laughs> but it's like I, I have tasks that I do um throughout uh, the week so like mondays are a certain thing and then like so on and so on and so on so um i think something or because it's because we're working on like our end of the month projects did we lose mike i think we lost mike no <laughs> the good what about the end of the month projects no Not me. I just install Conduit every day. <laughs> I work on websites every day. Yeah. Well, I install Conduit. I guess I pull wire as well sometimes. And then kind of can switch up and change. But usually go. I'm bending Conduit and putting it up in a ceiling all day long. Actually, I applied for a new job today. And like within an hour, I got an email asking if I could do a short interview tomorrow. So oh, cool. I'm excited about that. Yeah. yeah yeah new opportunities right my job's great it's just uh i've this happens with like every job i seem to get i get to a certain point where like i've just done i've fixed enough that was wrong that now they don't really need me anymore and i don't have really a lot to do so Uh it's been a lot just sitting around doing nothing recently yeah Um, that's always the worst yeah well because like you know i work at home so i can you know put on the tv or whatever but it's like i have to be near my computer in case someone has a question or whatever so it's just mm-hmm. annoying you know <laughs> yeah boring man it's boring yeah for me my job just eats away at your body you know just as you yeah know. so i've been thinking about after i finish up my apprenticeship going back to school and getting a degree in electrical engineering because being a journeyman will already count towards a lot of that the schooling and stuff oh cool that's awesome yeah so I'm thinking about it, you know, we'll figure it out in a few years when I get there. But. Yeah. <laughs> you still liking it though? Yeah. No, it's not. I don't hate it for sure. Good, good, good. No, it, That's it go by quick. The days go by quick. I don't hate it. It's not a bad job. It's enough to keep me occupied. So. <laughs> and pay's not bad. That's what really matters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, enjoying the job's okay. It's the pay, though. 
sorry, 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 sorry. No, they had mic. Like my computer pulled a key. Yeah, it did. My uh, like, I went to click on the Zoom link and just like everything froze mm. on on Chrome. I just shut down Chrome and opened back up. Uh, I forgot what I was saying. It was basically like my week got pushed, and so it's like if I don't, if I didn't. Like my Friday work got pushed to Monday, which pushed, you know, into, into yesterday. So I had to like stay until eight last night to fix it. And then um, I didn't get caught up until like today at like the, the you know, 10th hour. Hmm. So anyway, I don't know if you can hear the baby next door. Uh-uh. I can hear your... Uh, you can hear my bag. I know that. Sorry. You're, uh, yeah. <laughs> you're... Four for five bag there. Uh, how did you know I got a four for five from Wendy? Man, that's that's what you get. That's why it's it's the best deal. It it's is. Best. I know. I love the four for five. I was waiting for you to be like, I the sound of the crinkle of the bag was specifically. Yeah, <laughs> I could hear the peanut oil or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, so you'd be wrong about the bag. Actually, the bag is um, a bag I have my action figures in. Oh, oh. Um, I just uh, I opened those like movie turtles I bought um, like a week or two ago, and I'm trying to find some figures to like compare the size to. Did you get the the big ones or the the six inch ones? They're um, so the yeah, so they're seven inches. Oh no, you're talking the the old Playmates ones, right? Yeah, those those yeah. old Playmates movie turtles. Yeah, um, which I like them a lot. I know a lot of dudes are like, oh, you know, they suck compared to the NECA ones, and it's like, okay, well, kind of like if you're going for movie accuracy, yeah, they don't match up in that sense. But I didn't want movie accurate figures. There we go. Give it that bag. Um, I didn't want movie accurate figures. I wanted fun figures that I can pose and not worry about breaking which the NECA ones I can't do that with so for as cool as they are I'm 100% sure I'm going to break them every time I touch them the NECA ones absolutely yeah Yeah. Yeah, like absolutely like I'm always worried I'm going to break them so um, I didn't so like I have them I just don't want to do anything with them so like these these ones I, I had been wanting for a while and then what sold me on them is that they have like five different faces sorry four different faces each oh and so it's like okay and then um they the first release that they that playmates did based on the first movie those ones are all um the same skin tone but this one for the secret of the used one along with all the different heads they're all different skin tones okay that's and so i was cool. like i was like okay cool like these are kind of cool like filler turtles for like any just dis- like any seven inch display that I, I want like they're they're close enough to the movie designs that they look cool in like you know stylized settings so like that's why like my he-man figures they're perfect to interact with those mm-hmm. they're not too realistic they're not too um yeah yeah. Cool. So I didn't realize there was a second set of those. I thought they just did the one. That was the, that. Me. Yeah. So that's so that's the thing is like the, the second set is 
is is a little bit more expensive and harder to find because they came out like they were the last ones of that classic collection to come out um i think it was like 2015 2016 and like they didn't they stopped making them after this so it's like a lot of people didn't even know these existed so i felt weird opening them but i was like you know what i bought them to open who should be played with man I, I, I firmly believe that my problem is, is when I buy an action, when I'm, when I buy an action figure for anything, but like MSRP. So like if I buy a figure like a couple of years later and the price has gone up on it, I start getting into that. Should I open this? I mm-hmm. bought it as an investment. Did I buy it as an investment piece? Like what? Like I start having those kind of thoughts. Yeah. And I don't like that because <laughs> toys should be played with. So that's why I try to buy everything like when it first comes out, if I want it. Yeah, it's like, you know, like for me, like comic books are meant to be read. And if you're paying like out the wazoo for a comic book, I, I don't know. I just don't do that. <laughs> yeah, like comics, comics are kind of the same thing. Like I don't want to buy comics um, as an investment piece. Like, yeah. Because most of the time, like, if I wanted to read a comic, like, I'd rather, you know, just read it digitally. Mm-hmm. So I don't need to go buy, like, as much. So, so, it, so it becomes this thing of, like, because I'm rebuying all the Mirage issues that I can find. Like, am I buying that as an investment or am I buying it just because I want to? And it's like, for these, I just want them. Mm-hmm. So... The most I've spent on a single comic is fifty dollars. No, it's for issue um, five of TNT of the I mean, IDW series of the Mirage series. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it, like nothing against anyone that does, and like it's it's yeah. me sometimes. If I had, I guess, the money to throw around, maybe I'd do it. <laughs> yeah, like like we're adults, you know, who can spend our adult money. Like I don't care what people spend their money on. Um, and the whole thing is like, if you feel that that's a good deal, then more power to you. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd rather I'd rather you be happy with your purchase that you spent your money on. Yeah, I guess, I guess my biggest thing is like, I would never purchase a collector's like investment piece to read. Like, you know, I would never read it. Like, it would go on my wall. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, you so, know, <laughs> and that, and that's kind of how I that's kind of how I view action figures. I don't like to buy action figures to invest in. Uh huh. Like I'll buy I'll buy extra action figures to trade, and I won't open those because like the specific intention for those ones is I'm gonna like I'm buying these for someone else who can't find it, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna trade like this for something I want, which I I do I, I have I have a friend that he and I trade figures for, mm-hmm. like I buy so some so, and because we collect a lot of the same things I often wind up buying doubles so like the Power Rangers Turtles set I have. Um, I have the the turtles in April so far, um, and Tommy, but uh, he didn't. So I bought, I, I pre-ordered it at Big Bad Toy Story and at GameStop. So I was like, okay, cool. When the GameStop set comes in, you can have that one, and then he's going to give me some NECA figures I'm looking for. Ooh. Also, speaking of toys, those comic book like the Mirage Funkos are hitting stores now. I know that my comic book shop just posted a picture that they have them in you nice. grabbing those i i mean i i, I think you said you, you were yeah i pre-ordered them a while back like all of them uh just the normal color ones but i'm trying to decide if i want to take off that pre-order and just 
I mean, my comic shop only had Donatello that I could see, and so I want to get all of them. But also at the same time, like, I don't know. Where I pre I'm just trying to decide if I want to continue with my pre-order on where I have it set to get them from, or if I want to maybe buy it somewhere it might be cheaper. Because <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't sure like how limited these would be. Because I thought they were gonna be a lot more limited than they are, kind of like the Krang that was like an entertainment earth exclusive. I thought it was also gonna be an exclusive for them as well there. Cause that was the only place I saw it up. And I was like, I don't know how many of these there's gonna be. So I, I kind of went all in at the very beginning and now I'm wondering if maybe I should spread it out because it seems like they might be fairly popular. Yeah. Or fairly abundant, I guess, in the wild. But, yeah, but you're guaranteed one this way, right? You don't, you're not going to have that like awkward month where you don't have Michelangelo. Yes, yes. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to get all of them whenever they come. Michelangelo, Casey, Shredder, all of them. Like I, yeah. I got all of them. <laughs> Nice. That, that's what i decided to throw my money at this time that's why i'm always worried when like companies do staggered releases like i wasn't worried about super seven but i know a lot of people were about like the turtles only doing one turtle per wave mm-hmm. and so like you have guys that are like oh, i don't want to get it if i can't get all four turtles and it's like i i understand that fear but like super seven's a company that will go all in on it like there was no way they weren't going to do the four turtles they yeah. may not get to pizza face or um, some of the more obscure characters. Like I'm still surprised that they're putting scratch in the line. I get why they're doing it, but you know, we, you know, trying to think of another, like rat, rat King is an early wave figure and he's not in super seven yet. Hmm. Like they opened with like muck man. Such an odd character to open with. But, I mean, but but I mean, Muckman appeals to a, a lot of those kind of guys. Like I knew a lot of people who like Muckman. Like Pixel Dan always talks about how great the Muckman original Muckman figure was. So I get why they do it. Yeah, it's for the toy collector specifically that grew up loving the toy partner. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Makes sense. Anyway. Man, we also had the 19th anniversary of the 2003 series this last week. I wish we could announce that on our show. I don't keep track of when that came out. But. Man, I can't. Yeah, I can't believe you missed that. I know, right? Well, I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't really like look up on Wikipedia every day when when the show premiered. It just kind of pops up on the internet, and I'm like, oh, it came out. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta have a this day in turtles history kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, probably. In fact, they don't have it on Turtlepedia, but I have seen some other wikis that will do that, where they have like today in this history kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I usually, I don't know, I usually, I just kind of care about when Ninja Turtles itself premiered as a mm-hmm. comic book. And then after that, like, I don't know, all the TV series and everything else are TV series. <laughs> well, we just passed the four year mark of when rise was officially announced and yes. shown off for the first time that's crazy to me that that seems like it was like last week i can't believe I it's been four years already the one I, I, the one I, that's blowing my mind is the lego movie came out nine years ago what yeah yeah that's the one that's oh really- man yeah you're right Damn. holy cow 
yeah like that that one when i heard it i was like no way like that came out like four or five years ago not nine right everything is not awesome anymore (laughs) i still haven't seen the sequel i loved the first one i don't know why i haven't seen the sequel but it's it's okay either it's okay it's not as good as the first one I, i imagined it wasn't but you know like i kind of have to i love lego batman and i also i even liked the lego ninjago movie like that one is also really underrated pretty funny i gotta watch lego batman again i i watched it and then i was like i watched it in bed and i just couldn't get into it but i but i everyone's like oh it's so hilarious i don't like will arnett as batman like i get the joke but i just i don't like him as batman he's my favorite batman for sure he's too it's too meta it's too meta for me yeah I, I, I can see i guess where you're coming from i'm personally tired of bat god so like having him being that is is really funny oh i mean like 66 batman is my favorite batman so yeah. like yeah like i'm way tired of like you know that's why <laughs> that's why i'm kind of interested in the new the batman uh-huh. like i'm interested in it because Robert Pattinson said, "Like, now nah, he's a bad Batman. Like, he's bad at his job." Yeah. Hmm. So I'm just kind of I'm I'm interested to see the direction that they go with it. Like, I feel like Robert Pattinson just kind of like stirring the internet into a frenzy because he can. I think he's just kind of enjoying the power. <laughs> well, I mean, pro- probably, probably yeah. exactly that because he, you know, how many dudes, you know, shit on it already. Because like oh Edward Cullen the Vampire Boy is playing Batman like ugh like and they were throwing a fit about it and it's like we're gonna find out you know how if anybody likes this or not yeah but it's just funny because even like though there'll be days where I see people like share something he posts that sounds like really you know like something that comic book fans you know or Batman fans would hate and they hear it and they're like oh gosh you know it's so bad yada 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 and then like. And then like three days later, he'll say something about how he's like, oh, yeah, I've, I've been reading, you know, issues of the old comic. And it's definitely like this comic book. And they'll be like, oh, so glad he appreciates the lore. And everyone's just like hailing it again. And then he'll say something else. And they'll be like, oh, and they'll hail it again. <laughs> it's just hilarious. I feel like he actively just intentionally stirs, whips people up into a frenzy just because he can. <laughs> uh, looks like uh last ronin got delayed again yeah i saw that to april 2nd oh, april yeah, 6th in april now. april 6th i mean which stinks yeah. because before it was going to come out the week that i go to school for mm. my you know apprenticeship and uh so i was going to be close to my comic book shop and now i'm not for that week so i'm gonna have to go out of my way to go there <laughs> i'm in the um uh turtles comic collectors group uh-huh and everyone's dunking on him and like freddie williams is in here like now nah, you're wrong with what uh somebody said oh yeah uh somebody says how do monthly comics come out on time yet it takes six months to release one average comic and then freddie williams goes if you're referencing if you're referring to last ronin as an average comic i think you're mistaken and it also has a ton of moving parts to it so they're uh-huh. making it they're making an epic conclusion and succeeding and then ben, ben bishop replied he goes can i get an amen Oh yeah, with it with a gif, and then the guy tries to backtrack. He's like, "Don't get me wrong, I like it. It's a fun story, good art. It's just hard to care when get and get hyped when it's been almost two years to release five issues." 
and it's i don't know it's like dude you're getting a a great story and i mean the story is you know they kind of have said and teased at least kevin eastman i think has teased or maybe it was tom waltz in our interview with him i'm not sure but i think he did kind of tease the idea that uh this is made to also potentially turn into some sort of animated adaptation or some you know or other yeah so like this is kind of the thing to do that with oh yeah like this could this is easily material to turn into like a direct dvd movie yeah like easily Mm -hmm. no i will i will like Mm. probably weep if I hear this is going to like show up on Paramount Plus as an animated movie, because <laughs> you because you'll have to sign up for Paramount Plus. <laughs> I'm, I'm already there, man. How do you? How else do I get my turtles? <laughs> oh, that's a okay, fair. Uh, apparently, ri- the second season of Rise is coming. Finally. Yeah, like the 23rd of this month or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I just watched that... a couple of the episodes the other night. That's pretty good. Well, I also just saw on Facebook that they updated their cover photo. Yeah. Had- Nickelodeon Paramount Plus, and it's got all four versions of the Turtles on there. Yeah, so I'm really curious to see what that means. Yeah, like if they're in the works of trying to put the '87 series on there or not. Like I'm, I'm you know, I'm wondering because. So uh, yeah, let's let's mention that. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Should we probably get started? It's already. Coming. I think so. Yeah. Oh yeah. What other news do we have besides the? um we missed it uh best best of jenica came out last this week yeah and i don't know if uh something important is said at fan fest for ed like ign's fan fest about like a release date or something like that or some sort of something important oh i know the direct the nintendo direct was today and i was like they've got to say something about turtles in it but they didn't no, but there's going to be a Mario Kart 8 DLC, which is good. Uh, I'm super stoked about that because yeah. uh, it's free with it's free with the expansion pass, and I have the expansion pass. Oh, lucky! I don't have the expansion pass. It's like 25 bucks, so you don't have the expansion pass. No, no, no the um, the Nintendo Switch expansion pass, the one that comes with the yeah. N64 games. Yeah. So, like, I got the family plan, and it's like 80 bucks. Yeah. And so then I just have you know eight friends or you know give me money <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's how <laughs> there you go so like yeah so the, so they all get it for like five bucks a year mm-hmm. or 10 but 10 bucks a year nice. yeah i mean i ought to i don't know i i i do it with family so i kind of foot the bill for them no well, there's that <laughs> but i don't have the expansion i just have online so I don't know if I'm that interested in like Sega and Nintendo 64 games. Like I'm kind of interested in the Zelda games for Nintendo 64 and I guess like Super Mario 64. But like, was, outside, like I never really was, played the Nintendo 64 a whole lot as a kid, except for Mario Kart. It was worth it for me for the Animal Crossing DLC. Mm. And then now it's just like I'm getting the Mario Kart DLC with it too. Man, maybe I do want to get that. I feel like you're getting a lot of DLCs and stuff through that. You are like, yeah, like the Mario the Mario Kart one like really helped like with that, like feel better about that price point. Yeah. Cause I know a lot of people like were like, uh, oh, 80 bucks for you know for the family plan. And it was like, oh, and all it comes with is N64 games, Sega games, and um Animal Crossing DLC. And it's like, okay, now Mario Kart DLC is included. Heck yeah. Which yeah. 
Yeah, so we'll see if something's announced at Fan Fest. I guess it's Friday. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So if it is, would you guys want to record something about us talking about it before our episode airs that Tuesday, or do you just want to wait and record it and have it come out the week after? Um, it's up to you. I'm okay with like we can mention like, hey, we don't know what's gonna go on a Fan Fest. There may be a release date. Uh huh. And then if there is, then we can talk about it next week. Sounds good. Works for me. Okie doke. All right, let's get this wagon train to move, and I totally picked the wrong episode. <laughs> Which episode did you do? Uh, plan six. Ah, uh, yeah, you definitely chose the wrong episode. Turtle, Turtles of the Jungle, I wanted to talk about because I posted it. I used the clip from that for the uh, yeah, Godzilla vs. Kong joke. <laughs> and then Michelangelo Toys Around, I've got a ton of stuff for that one. Mm, yeah. Well, I guess you get what you get. <laughs> I thought you were just going to go, well, welcome yeah. to the Ninja Turtle Power. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, I'm pretty sure you picked first. So, yeah, you do get what you get. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I did. I, I, chose, I, I went with the title instead of the substance. So, All right. I'm going to get us started. 